Welcome to the first edition of the Combat Cult Podcast. Uh, my name is Mike, and I'm uh, the co-host of the Deathmatch Radio News, uh, his, or the uh, Kawasaki Dreamin' with Bahu, uh, Bucky's Road Diaries with Bucky Hens, and I also do the 420 Metalhead Wrestling Podcast. Or I do way too many podcasts. <laughs> I'm also... Uh, one of the uh, gentlemen that runs the Deathmatch Cult page, I run the Combat Cult page, and the Strong and the uh, Old School Wrestling page. Basically, what we're doing is with this cult, uh, with this podcast, I'm going to be having different people come on different times. Uh, we'll talk about wrestling, strong style wrestling. We're also going to talk about uh, UFC, MMA. We're going to talk about boxing. Uh, as a lot of us are fans of all these different mediums and different kind of uh, combat sports. So I'm going to introduce myself, I'm going to introduce my co-host this week, and let him uh, tell you a little bit about himself, uh, Mr. Dakota. How we doing, guys? All right, my name is Dakota. Um, I'm a podcast virgin, so take it easy on me. We're going to pop that podcast cherry today. Um, you know, a little bit about me. I was in amateur-style wrestling for about seven years, um, trained MMA, don't have any fights or anything like that. Um, huge wrestling fan my whole life, just a huge sports fan in general. So hopefully I can bring some insight today and uh, give you an enjoyable experience. All right. Very good. So the first thing that we're going to uh, talk about today is uh, we're, we're, uh, we're a little dated, but that's okay. We uh, ran a little later than I was really going to, but we're going to talk about the UFC uh, 232, the main card and we'll start off with the main event. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Bobby Gustafson and uh, John Bones Jones. What were your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm not a huge John Jones fan uh, for various reasons, none of which is related to his performance. He's absolutely dominant. He He's one of the best that's ever done it, and it pains me to say that because personally I don't care for him. But I cannot knock his athleticism. I can't knock his heart. Um, he went in there and he handled business as a comeback. I, there's not anything too negative you can say about that fight on his side. I agree with you. I'm not a John Jones fan at all. Um, he's very arrogant. He's obviously had a lot of doping issues. But at the end of the day, he is an amazing fighter. Um, I was really hoping Gustafsson would... Uh, would hold a better, better challenge. Obviously, the first fight, uh, the first couple of rounds, Bobby did well, but this fight, he just looked terrible. Uh, Jones just dominated him. Um, but yeah, I, I want to see someone just beat the shit out of John Jones. Uh, hopefully, down the road, we will. Who, who do you think, who's going to beat John Jones? Who, who in your minds right now, active in the UFC, has the best chance of beating John Jones? Off the top of my head, I don't, I mean, huh. Daniel Cormier has the best chance, but do I believe that's a possibility at this point in time? No. I don't think there's that fighter right now in the UFC at, on as far as today, January 14th, that I see can beat him and just destroy him. I don't see it. Yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty dominant. I mean, obviously anybody can lose at any time. Uh, right. Pretty dominant. Uh, do you think Brock Lesnar can beat him? I don't think that fight ever happens. I think I think there's a possibility that he would be the the 
number one threat to John Jones, but I don't think that fight ever happens. I don't see Jones going up to heavyweight for that freak show fight. I, I see there's a better chance of Daniel Cormier fighting Lesnar or even John Jones going up to heavyweight, for example, and fighting uh, Miokic, which I think could be a very underrated fight, and I think that would be a fair and even fight. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Um, I I think uh, I think Lesnar has a much better chance against Cormier too. Um, Lesnar is a beast, obviously, but he doesn't like to get hit. Cormier right, and I don't think I don't think that's going to be a big fight that a lot of people are going to like afterwards because kind of wrestling is shunned in the MMA community. Some. You got your purists that absolutely love it. I would be one of those people. I am so ready for that fight. But I can see where, you know, your more bloodthirsty, you know, blue-collared American isn't going to want to watch two grown men roll around on each other for five rounds. Sure. Yeah, I would like Lesnar. I think Jones would hit him, and Lesnar wouldn't like that. Because once you start hitting him hard, you know, like in past fights, uh, you know, with, with Cain Velasquez, uh, you can see that he just doesn't like to get hit. But if he wants to wrestle, I mean, he's just so fucking strong. He's says a brute. Uh, it's hard to carry him around on you, too. So I would say that would be a, his best fight, to be against Cormier, too. Uh, what did you think of Cyborg and Amanda Nunez? Cyborg came in there, and she coasted off her legacy. She was not ready for that fight. At no point to her walking inside of that octagon... Her getting in that fight, the ring of the bell, so when she was knocked down, not one point did I think she was ready for that fight. Yeah, I uh, I think people uh, people are sleeping on Amanda Nunez, but as we'll talk about in a few minutes, I mean, she's beat the best of the best. She Absolutely. destroyed Cyborg. She didn't beat her, she destroyed her. Uh, it was a beating. It was brutal. She went out and sent a message. The message is, here I am. I'm the best. I'm the champ. Uh, I think anytime any fight goes against her again, I don't believe she could not be the favorite. Uh, because- oh no, she's she's woken up everybody. That everyone knows to watch out for her, and no one's gonna take her lightly. And I don't think anybody has taken her lightly. Look at her record; it's been fantastic. He's not. She's not somebody that you can just sleep on. And but that's even more predominant now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and, and uh, essentially, too, I mean, she'd, she'd beat the hell out of Ronda Rousey, too. So, and she'd beat Misha Tate. So she'd beat the, some of the best of the best. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, who would you like to see her fight next? I, anybody. Uh, she's an entertaining fight against anybody. Uh, there's not, I don't see that great contender against her just because she has been so dominant so it's hard to sit and say well you know a rematch with Misha Tate or anything like that it's just she's an exciting fighter and I would I will buy the pay-per-view to watch her fight whoever she wants to fight right right at some point I would like to see her fight Kat Zagano only because Kat Zagano is one of the last people to beat her so it'd be interesting to see her take on and Kat beat her pretty good um, yeah, I think Kat's not a top contender right now, but just down the road, I think that'd be an interesting fight. 
Yeah, I, I could see that. It's definitely it definitely would sell pay per views. The last woman to beat the conqueror or whatever you want to call her, I could definitely see it. Now uh, I'm only going to talk about one more fight because I'm not going to dig into the into the prelims, but I'll talk about one more. What did you think about Carlos Conda and Michael uh, Michael Chesa? I actually missed this fight. I had some stuff going on, so I don't have a whole lot to say on it. I've not went back and watched it yet, okay. but I'd be more than happy to hear your thoughts on it. Certainly. Um, Condit was, was controlling the uh, the stand-up game. Mm-hmm. Um, round two, he went down in submission. Um, I would say he was winning on points at that point, too. Uh, strike-wise, I know he had uh, he had 51% of the strikes. He had 40 to 32 Uh Takedowns, though, Chisa was just dominating him. Uh, eight takedowns and then two submission attempts, and he caught him in the second round, and, and that was it. Uh, I think uh, it was kind of a surprise. I think Condit, obviously, name is not what it used to be. Obviously, at one time, his name was, was a big, big thing. I think that was probably a big, big win for Michael Chisna, and obviously kind of a, you know, a letdown kind of thing for Condit. So uh, it would be interesting, too, to see... Uh, you know, Condit's in title contention now. Yeah, I didn't watch all the rest of the card either, so I'm just going to kind of hit on those couple fights right there. Well, there is one fight I would like to uh, hit on as well. Please. And kind of mentioning the um, name values of fighters. Uh, BJ Penn. Yep. I, he, I just read today that he has questions about his fighting future. Um, hang it up. The yeah. last time I was excited for a BJ Penn fight was after his Ultimate Fighter Season 5 with Jens Pulver. Yeah. And that was Long back time. in the mid-2000s. Um, there's nothing that gets me excited about a BJ Penn fight. It's it's a little bit concerning because we almost run into the Chuck Liddell situation where is he tarnishing right. his legacy by hanging around too long. And he can still fight. He can still do things at a high level. I don't think he's a UFC fighter at this point in his career, though. No, no, he's going on his name. Uh, you know, and Liddell, the most foolish thing he ever did was come back after years and years and then just look embarrassed by Tito. But you're 100% right. Uh, I, I'm surprised that the UFC hasn't dropped him, uh, BJ. He's lost six fights in a row. Yeah. You know, six. the last time he won was 2010 against Matt Hughes. That was his last yeah. win. Against another aging person who probably should have hung it up before that fight. Right. I mean, he's lost to Ryan Hall. He's lost to Dennis Silver. Yar Rodriguez. He's got knocked out three times in a row. He's lost to Diaz, Nick Diaz, Rory McDonald. Yeah, I think he, he probably should hang it up. Uh, and even before that win with Hughes, he had two losses to Frankie Edgar. So uh, he hasn't been the prodigy in a long time. Do you think we see him in Bellator before he hangs it up? Probably, because there's still money with his name. Uh, Bellator, even like uh, the, uh, what's that new one? Fight champ, Fight One Championship, or whatever it is. Uh-huh. He just signed a deal with the United States. What's the name of that promotion? Oh. Uh, I think it is Fight One. Yeah, one fight. Just, yeah what, Fight One. I know they just signed a big deal. And they're going to be on uh, regular television pretty soon, too. Uh, so, you know, I know they're trying to draw some names in. So, yeah, I mean, there's places out there where he can get some money. Um, it's just, uh, I mean, you know, he's shitting on his legacy. He already has. Yeah, it that, and it's sad. 
But yeah. I, I wish the guy personally the best, best in his future. It's just some guy who's not in MMA right now saying that he should retire. He'll do what he thinks is best for him. I wish him all the best in the future. Sure. Sure, it's just a speculation. But like I said, six losses in a row. Might you know he might injure himself long term? Three of those were knockouts. Yeah. So you know, Amanda uh, Nunez, are we ready to say she's the best female fighter ever, or who does she need to beat? What do you think? She doesn't have to beat anybody. I don't like designating a best fighter ever is the problem. Okay. The MMA game is constantly evolving, and, and we went through this conversation with Ronda Rousey, Anderson sure. Silva. We're going to be looking at it here with John Jones. Is she the number one female fighter as of January 14th? Absolutely. Is she the best ever? There's never going to be a best ever because the game's going to evolve, and there's always going to be somebody that does one thing better than you in the game. And it might not happen for 10, 20 years, but it will happen. Okay. What if John Jones goes undefeated his whole career? Then we run into a situation where somebody else is going to come down the road and he's going to go undefeated his whole career. And then we're going to have the conversation almost like to tie it in with basketball. You got LeBron James and you got Michael Jordan. That debate rages. There's no correct answer to it. So I don't like the GOAT conversation. I don't like the best of all time because it's a static it's not a static thing the, the answer is michael jordan <laughs> <laughs> that's correct i can't answer. disagree <laughs> sorry lebron but uh, that's, that's the correct answer but, I, but your, your point exactly i you know i understand what you're saying completely you know i'm looking at uh you know nunez's record she beat chris cyborg uh obviously just fucking destroyed her TKO or KO'd her. TKO'd Rachel Pennington. She got a decision over Valentina Shinatova. Uh, Ronda Rousey, TKO, first round. Misha Tate, submission, first round. Uh, Valentina Shitevo again. Sarah McMahon, another prominent fighter, submission, the first round. Shayna Baszler, TKO, the first round. Yeah, most of her, and a majority of her last. Uh, Let's see, one, two, three, four, six of her last nine wins have been in the first round. Yeah, yeah. she get, she don't get paid by the hour. No, no, she doesn't. You know, she had some losses early on, too. Uh, you know, her first fight was a loss years ago in Brazil. Uh, she lost to Alex Davis in Strike Force. She lost to Sarah D'Angelo in Invicta. And she lost to Cat. And uh, USC 178, but just shows that sometimes you know fighters can get on a streak. I mean, you Absolutely. know, people like like you said, Ronda Rousey, Ronda never, never sure she will. She just had to fight the right fight first. I mean, you know, people always it was like that with Gina Carano before before that, you know, and Cyborg beat her. So yeah, it, it's very hard. There's not a lot of MMA fighters that have gone their whole career undefeated. I don't know if there's any really. I'm sure. But I don't know if there's a high-level one that has. Right. And, uh, and yeah. I, I, one thing that I got to add, and I just found this out today, is, um, and I'm going to call somebody out, CombatPress.com, named the Amanda Nunes fight with Chris Cyborg as upset of the year. And I could not agree less with that. 
I agree with you. Um, I picked Nunez. A lot of people didn't, but I picked her. I, I thought she'd win. I thought she was a better fighter. Um, would, would I have been amazed if Cyborg beat her? No. Because Cyborg's a, a brute, too. It wouldn't have been a shock. But it's certainly, I don't think it was the biggest upset of the year. Absolutely. You know, she was a champion. It's upset the champion won. The champion that beat Ronda Rousey in round one. The champion that beat Misha Tate in round one. I saw that, and I had, to, I had to laugh at it. Yeah, that's upset, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Who, 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 who said that, you said? Fight uh, CombatPress.com. CombatPress, yeah. I don't know. Okay, so what did you think of the Floyd Mayweather Tension Nakua match exhibition? It, you it think was, it was what they wanted it to be. I don't think it was a work. The rules were set so that Floyd Mayweather would win. If you throw, if you just throw kicks in there, then Floyd Mayweather is probably taking a nap on the canvas still at this day. Right. You're looking at putting a kickboxer and taking away his top weapon against one of the greatest fighters of all time. It is what it is. His record is what it is. He's a great fighter. And the problem I have with this fight is that it devalues MMA in some ways. It, this doesn't bring any new fans into MMA. It, showcasing a MMA fighter against a boxer with boxing rules does not... It doesn't further the future of MMA. It, if anything, it makes it look weak by comparison because... We got a guy who's, ooh, big MMA guy who literally just got knocked out within, I think it was, it was the first round, right? About yes. three minutes in? Yep. It, it looks, it makes MMA look weaker as a comparative combat sport. Yeah, I, here's the thing with, with, with uh, that, you're exactly right. It sent him up to win. It was in Japan. Anything could be a work in Japan. I wouldn't say I totally would be surprised uh, because Pride, uh, Dream, so many of these promotions have stories of, of backdoor deals. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. People throwing fights. I don't think that was the case, but it could have been. But they set this gentleman up to lose. I think if Floyd ever tried to give someone a partial MMA fight, he'd lose. Well, he look what James Tony did with Randy Couture. Oh, exactly. Exactly. He is someone who needs to get knocked out in a boxing fight so bad. Oh, Floyd. I hate Floyd Mayweather. Um, I, I completely agree with you. I, legacy aside, um, there's just too many questions about his character. I don't like the way that he conducts himself. Right. He'll right. probably never get his comeuppance, and that'll probably be the saddest story of all of boxing for me. I, I, I agree. You know, he, he's like... 40-0 against men, and he's, I think, 10-0 knocking out women. I'm <laughs> just uh, I, not a fan of his. He's too cocky. He's too arrogant. Uh, Maybe I, that should be Amanda Nunez's next fight. I'd pick her. I'd pick Amanda Nunez. Uh, All I, day that'd long. Be that'd be amazing. But, yeah, somebody's got to beat Floyd Mayweather. But he just, he, he, he sets everything up so good for him, you know? It's just amazing that no one's ever knocked him out boxing. I mean, he, I can't, you can't take away technically-wise. He may be the best technical boxer ever. 
Yeah. That's weight class. I mean, it's just an arrogant son of a bitch. What do you think? I, What's that? Oh, I said I completely agree. And one thing else is if if I'm a top-tier boxer and I'm looking for a quick payday, you know, my name value isn't what it used to be, I am calling Ryzen and saying, hey, you got any more of them uh, fancy non-MMA fights for me? Right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. Who, who do you think he's going to fight next? I, I don't. I think I think he's done. Um, and it's got that Caleb's calling him out. McGregor wants him again. I don't think we'll ever see McGregor and him again. I don't. I think that's that ship sailed. Um, I I don't see him fighting again. And I'm probably completely wrong, but I I don't see it right now on the horizon. Um, it might be a little while. I think he will because he likes to see them hundred million dollars paydays. And somebody will give it to him because it's such a draw. Some some promoter will come up with some kind of ridiculous. He'll be the first boxer to get two hundred million for a fight. Oh yeah, probably. Sounds crazy, but he made one hundred thirty million off one fight. That's what buys. He, they'll probably get him in some kind of two hundred million dollar deal with some kind of crazy fight. So uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a fan of his either. Uh, we'll definitely have to see what uh, what comes about. All right. Did you uh, get a chance to shift over to some professional wrestling? Did you get a chance to check out uh, New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom? I've watched clips of it. Um, it's really hard for me at this point in my life to sit down and commit to a four-hour anything. Right. Um, so it, it wasn't something that I actually fully watched. The clips I've seen have been amazing. Uh, it, it's hard for me to say this, but typical New Japan because... Uh, typical New Japan is amazing, and saying it's typical isn't to devalue it, whatever, but they put on such an amazing product of sportsmanship and telling a story without within the ring itself, and that's what I really enjoy about New Japan. Um, as far as results, I think that everything everything came out the way it should be. Uh, with some other stuff that we'll get to talking about a little bit later on in the show. Everything makes sense for the future. New Japan is going to be just as strong as ever, no matter what happens. Um, they have that right team behind them. They have the right performers. And um, it was a fantastic show from what I saw, but I don't have any more than what I saw, unfortunately. Hey. No, no problem. You're going to have to do a five-hour show. <laughs> I woke up and watched it when it came on. Um, I'm going to run through the results quick. I'm not going to go detail on their openers, but uh, they didn't have the Battle Royal this year, which w was good. I'm not a big nostalgia Battle Royal person. Instead, they had the, like, the six-man gauntlet. Um, mm -hmm. I thought Jeff Cobb looked like a monster. I, I He looked amazing. I mean, Jeff Cobb looks amazing in Ring of Honor. He needs to be like fighting for the IWGP title. They need to, like, give him some comeuppance, and he should be uh, taking Michael Elgin's spot, like, his number one, uh, you know, if, if especially if Omega's gone. You know, he's a guy, I think, who should rise right up the ranks. He's got that big build. He's a brawler. Um, he's what New Japan likes, or all or Japan in general. Um, you know, this, you know, there's Marty Scroll in here, and Adam Page, and then they had a bunch of different facts, and Suzuki gone. I was surprised that Minoru Suzuki was in a dark match a little bit, because he's still a pretty good name. Uh, but, you know, that's the way it was. But uh, overall, it was an okay match. 
Um, I'm not always a big fan of the gauntlet matches, uh, but like I said, uh, definitely uh, Jeff Cobb I thought looked great. And I was a little bit surprised that uh, the most violent players won, Taguchi, uh, Maccabi, and Yano. I was kind of surprised. I thought that the killer uh, or the uh, Suzuki gun might take it. Mm-hmm. But to my surprise, they didn't. Uh, Abushi and Osprey was amazing. Um, just uh, Abushi uh, kicking uh, kicking Abushi during the Golden Star, the Golden Star Moonsault was nuts. Um, Abushi and him just went back and forth, just crazy, crazy moves. Uh, Osprey is just insane. Um, I'm not always a big flippy fan. I prefer more grounded wrestling, but this was a good match. Um, Osprey does some crazy shit. I like to watch a Will Osprey match here and there. I'm more mm-hmm. Zach Faber's junior fan because I like to ground and pound. But this wasn't a bad match by any means. Um, a lot of people say it was a match of the show. Um, it might have been. Um, not for me. Uh, I know uh, Osprey won it when he hit him with an elbow in the head and a stormbreaker. So it was mm-hmm. a great way to start the show. Um, definitely a great way to start the show. Next day, the junior tag titles up. Uh, El Desperado and Kanemura from uh, Suzuki Gun against Bushi and Shingo from Los Ignablos uh, against Rapungi 3K from Chaos. Uh, okay match. Uh, the last couple of years, this would be a match that the Bucks would be in, but they really haven't, uh, you know, they're not. Uh, they were in the heavyweight tag match. So it was an okay match. Uh, Shingo looked good. Uh, you know, obviously uh, a lot of people might recognize him from his Dragon Gate work. Uh, stuff he did in Ring of Honor. He looked like a beast. Um, you know, and they won. It was a quick match. It was done like eight minutes. The Rev Crow British title. Loved this match. Loved it. Uh, I love uh, Tomohiro Ishii. I love Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. is one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, Ishii is up there too. He's just a brutal fuck. I just wish it would have went longer. I think I would have wished they would have moved it down the card and it went longer, but Sabre won. Amazing matchup. Didn't really care for the heavyweight tag match. Uh, Evil and Sonata, the Young Bucks, and uh, the GODs. Uh, Sonata looks good. Uh, you know, they came out with the belts, but I didn't love the story. I'm not a big... Come on. Tamaloa or uh, Tamatanga fan either. I mean, they run their mouth, but I'm not big. I don't know. The Bullet Club is very watered down. It's not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody and Juice Robinson is probably the worst match of the card. Uh, just, just not the New Japan style. Uh, I like Juice. I like what he's redone. It was just a poor match. And Juice won it. A junior heavyweight match is pretty good. Uh, Taji and Shimori beat Kushida. Uh, obviously, uh, with... Uh, Kimaru out from uh, Los Ignabros. They had to put somebody else because Kushida is leaving. Uh, his last show will be in January. Do you, do you think Kushida ends up in WWE or AEW? Uh, I, I don't see any New Japan talent in WWE at the moment. I see them going all to AEW. Yeah, a lot of people think he's going to end up there. We'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see. Nakamura's in WWE, you know? Yeah, and, and it's there's not a lot of New Japan wrestlers that have went over to the WWE and been used correctly. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura is one of the outliers of that. I think they have used him at most times pretty effectively. 
Um, you know, he's not somebody that you hear too much about his, um, you know, anything. I don't know if he's, you know, incredibly happy in the WWE. He seems to be, but who really knows? Um, he could be somebody that ends up in another company, though. So. I, I disagree. I, I don't think they've used him right. He should have had the world title. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. He was so over as a face. Um, I wasn't sure whether they made him a heel, even though he's a great heel. I think they made a whiny heel here. Um, Rusev beat him now. He had a useless feud with Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I don't know. I I uh, I think uh, you know he was a man in New Japan for years. I, I don't think the WWE did use him correctly. That's just my opinion. I, well, I that's fine. He, and honestly, I don't. I speak more of his NXT days because I watch I watch more NXT than I right. do watch the main shows. Sure. And they did book him fantastically there. Yeah, he was good in NXT. Uh, definitely, definitely much better in NXT than his WWE run. Uh, then we had. Okada and Jay White. Jay White defeated Okada. What are your thoughts on that? I think Okada was the best option for that. I think he should have took that victory. Yeah, I wonder. I, like, uh, someone told me, well, maybe they're trying to build up Jay White. I don't know. Makes me wonder if Okada might be leaving. I just can't see him losing the Tokyo Dome show to Jay White. Yeah, that's... There's so many questions in wrestling, and I think that's what's kind of bringing back a resurgence for me uh, to follow it more, because there have been periods of time in my life where I just drop off the wrestling earth. Sure. Um, you know, it's not the most important thing in the world to me, but there's just so many questions, and there's a lot of buzz right now around wrestling, and I think that's something that's been desperately needed for the last couple of years. Oh, I would say it's been desperately needed since 2001 when WCW oh, yeah. and ECW closed. Um, WWE was best when it had weak, strong competition. It forced mm -hmm. them to be better. For the last 18 years, they've been able to put out whatever garbage they want because they have no competition. Now they have a man, a company that has more money than them, essentially. The owner yeah. is worth $7 billion. Vince is worth one and a half. Uh, they've already said up front, we're gonna run a, we're gonna use the first hundred million just to sign people. So yeah, it's 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 on. I think it's gonna make wrestling great again. You know, indie wrestling uh, is phenomenal now, and I think it's just gonna push push the barriers and just uh, make it more exciting and we're gonna be able to see a lot more talent that we might not have seen on a big stage. Absolutely. I can I can't disagree with that at all. Okay. So, then we had Mr. Omega lose his title to Takahashi. What was your thoughts on that? Uh, fantastic match. Uh, Kenny Omega is just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, pardon the pun. Um, I've yet to see a match with him that has bored me. I mean, he wrestled a blow-up doll and made it entertaining. Uh, literally. Uh... I think Kenny's awesome. I, I won't give you the blow-up doll. I gotta <laughs> agree with Jim Cornette. That was kind of stupid. But, what about uh, his uh, What about his wrestling match with a five-year-old girl? I knew you were gonna say that too. Um, he made her look pretty good, but I just uh, I think stuff like that's goofy. Uh, but as, as match-wise, I mean, I loved him and Okada. I loved him and Jericho. I thought him and Pentagon from All In was the best match on All In. 
Uh, Kenny just did a match with Phoenix for uh, this promotion in New York uh, for New. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, without a doubt, I think he's probably the best wrestler in the world right now. And I didn't really dig him that much. His first Ring of Honor run or his time in Pro Wrestling Gorilla. But, I mean, he just he's so talented in the ring. And just to watch, I mean, him and Okada, the four matches with him were just amazing. I love it when, when they have a series of matches and they just outdo each other because I'm a huge Dynamite Kid Tiger Mask fan. Mm-hmm. And that's the holy grail to me. The seven matches that they had one-on-one over the course of two and a half years. Um, I don't think anyone will ever surpass those matches. I know that Dave Meltzer has given these guys six and seven star ratings, but these guys had seven matches that were, well, six that were amazing and one that was pretty good. And the only one I'll say that was pretty good was the Madison Square Garden one because they couldn't do quite as much as they did in Japan because they right. had a different crowd. But it was still a great match. Still the best match on that card. But yeah, I just uh, I love to have a good, great series of matches. I think that's where wrestling so much doesn't do justice now. New Japan does. But so many other promotions don't. They don't build up. I loved Gage and Tremont and GCW. No, they did three matches uh-huh. over the course of that year. You build it up and you do feuds. We just don't see that anymore. A lot of times in WWE, if we don't like the booking, we change the whole thing the next week. You're okay. You were heel last week. This week, you're face. You're. I mean, it's just. And there's talent that, that McMahon just doesn't know how to use. I mean, Bray Wyatt was so over years ago during mm-hmm. that one WrestleMania when he fought John John Cena. He was so over, and they constantly did garbage with him. Was he the best talented wrestler in the ring? No, he didn't need to be. He had a great faction with the Wyatt brothers. He was decent in the ring. He was amazing on the microphone. Luke Harper was a workhorse. Uh, they just booked him terribly. Same thing with Nakamura. They booked him terribly. I just I question the WWE sometimes in their booking. Well, do you uh, question the booking or do you question the attention span of a normal viewer? I I question Vince McMahon's booking. Okay. I question the, uh, because Vince, Vince has the final say and Vince freaks out and then he goes and changes entire things. They don't let him build up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I suppose there's attention fan. Do I watch Raw SmackDown? Yeah. Do I usually watch them on fast forward? Yes. <laughs> Why do I watch them? I've been watching Raw since it came out in 93. Um, I've probably seen every one. It's like an addiction. Do I like them? No, they're terrible. I can watch a whole Raw in 25 minutes. Yeah. Three hours. Because I will fast forward through it. But I still do watch it. Um, NXT is definitely the best brand uh, the WWE's got going on now. WWE UK is amazing. I haven't watched mm-hmm. the whole takeover from UK yet, but I'm going to try to watch that sometime tonight, too. Uh, I'm a huge Pete Dunne fan. I love uh, that Vince McMahon actually came out and said that that show was amazing. Yeah. Because he, he, he doesn't have his paws on it. Triple H runs it. Triple H should completely run WWE. Vince should go retire to an island. Because Triple H goes to the Indies. He recruits people. He knows what the fans want. He, 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 I was not, he, he just knows. He's a much better promoter. He builds these wrestlers up. He can, he goes, he knows who he wants from the Indies. Just, uh, you know what I mean? I think we have a perfect storm in wrestling right now where, uh, we're going to see Vince McMahon kind of leave control of the wwe to triple h um we've got the xfl coming out we've got aew which is going to be um a very competitive product to in line of nxt and um some of the more athletic wrestling shows of that nature right 
definitely. Now you know, I, I watched I watched part of Ring of Honor show last night, uh, and I'll finish watching that sometime too. Honor runs supreme. There's not enough days in the hours to watch all this wrestling. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I watched some of. <laughs> they sold out Madison Square Garden in like 20 minutes, right? Yeah, they had a, a card in North Carolina. I don't think there was a thousand fans in there. I saw a bunch of empty seats. Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder. Is it a delocation? I mean, what what's your thoughts on that? They couldn't sell out a twelve hundred seat arena, but they sold out Madison Square Garden in twenty minutes. Uh, Madison Square Garden has an aura with it. Uh, you can you can put a lot of things in Madison Square Garden and just market it, but it's in freaking Madison Square Garden, and you're gonna sell tickets. It's a little bit concerning that they're not filling a 1,200-seat stadium or uh, arena, but look at the companies that can't fill a 400-seat arena. I don't feel like it's a detriment to the company. There's, It is more than likely geographical, or it could have just been a weak card. I'm, I apologize. I'm not too familiar with the card that they ran that night. Um but you know, there's a lot of things, and I don't think it's anything to worry about at this point. ROH just snapped up a huge amount of talent, and right. as long as they know what to do with that talent, which they've shown in the past that they're relatively good at knowing what to do with said talent, I don't think there's anything to worry about there. Yeah, it was the first, you know, first card without the Bucks and Cody and all them huge new talent. Um, they they formed a new faction. Uh, Juice Robinson, Bandito, Mark Hoskins, Tracy Williams, and uh, Dave Finley formed in Tonelli, Tonelli Dashwood. Used to be Emma formed a new faction. I think it was called like Lifeblood. They said they were going to bring Honor back into Ring of Honor. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, the match I watched that I did enjoy all the hell was uh, PCO, uh, Brody King, and uh, Marty against the Briscoes and Silas Young. I loved that match. Loved it. Uh, I love PCO. He I can't need, believe his evolution into what he's become at this day and age. Nope. They need to do PCO and Brody King in a long-term feud with the Briscoes. That would be I amazing. would buy that pay-per-view. Yeah, they, they need to do. It needs to be a long-term feud with the Briscoes. Um, I like you know. I think Bandito is amazing. He's one of my favorite independent wrestlers now. Um, I think he's really going to spice up the card once everybody gets to know him. They can see the things he can do. He is absolutely amazing. He's like a hybrid of Hayabusa and Rey Mysterio Jr. It's kind of how I would compare him. That's high praise. That's. Uh, I think he's the best. I think he's the best lucha wrestler out there right now. Well, with the exception of Pentagon and Phoenix, I think he's the best uh, lucha wrestler out there right now. Uh, him and Flamita. I hope Flamita comes in too. Uh, he's a tag team partner because they had so many amazing matches with uh, like the Rascals and Pro Wrestling Gorilla and the Lucha Brothers. But definitely, uh, you know, amazing, amazing thing. Um, so he had all that new talent. They had a bunch of Southern guys down there too. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a lot of different talent. So it was definitely going to be a going to be a break. But I'm going to just talk about Ring of Honor for a minute. I, I think Ring of Honor is better without the Bucks and Cody. I think they're kind of stale. Um, that's my opinion. The only one I wish that would have stayed out of that whole group was Adam Page. Okay. What are your thoughts? I could, 
I could definitely see that. Um, my problem with ROH is it almost always feels like a feeder system to other companies. Um, sure. You know, back in the day, uh, you know, the mid-2000s, ROH talent went up to TNA. And uh, in full, I'll lose all my credibility here. I was a huge TNA mark back in the day. Um, there it is for everyone. <laughs> but now with AEW coming in, I'm just kind of wondering if, ROH is going to become another feeder system, um, you know, a la NXT for the main show of WWE. And that's where I see a lot of the... And AEW right now, and it's still in its infancy, so take everything with a grain of salt. It feels like it's not for the big man. It feels like it's a lot of technical or technical wrestling uh, a lot of high-flying and things of that matter. So I think we're seeing more of those type of wrestlers going right now. Uh, you know, down the line, I'm sure closer to, uh, I believe that they're shooting for their first show in May. Is that right? May 24th in Vegas. Okay. Yeah, I think more come to that day, we're going to have a better picture of what that company is going to be. And I think there's going to be even more... Um, you know, independent talent raids going up to that. So it's it's just a very interesting time. Right, right, right. Um, I uh, I think Impact is is better right now than it's been in ten years. Oh yeah. So I don't think you're bad at anything. I think Pentagon, Ray Phoenix. Uh, you know, I'm not a big Johnny Impact fan, but <laughs> but you know, Killer Cross, I like him. The Rascals, I like what they're doing right now in Impact. Sammy Colhane. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I, I'm mad that it's not on my TV anymore. I can watch it online, which is no big <laughs> deal. But they just took it off the one channel. I put it on another channel. So I can still watch it online. But, yeah, it's still one of the better, uh, you know, promotions. Now, I'm hoping that, you know, Zack Zimmer Jr. wrestled a uh, TV taping. And he did Final Battle. I'm hoping he comes back more in Ring of Honor, too. Uh, he, he's a big name. They could use him. I'd put the belt on him. I'll tell you what I'm not a huge fan of. I'm not a huge Jay Lethal fan. Um, yeah, and that goes even back to my uh, TNA days. You know, his best gimmick was ripping off other gimmicks. Right. And I don't have anything. He he does decent work. He doesn't do anything that's absolutely memorable, but he never fucks up a spot. Right. He never he never loses his pace in a match. Um, he's a fantastic worker, but he's not a merch seller. He's not. You know, you're not going to find 10 fans that say Jay Lethal's the best wrestler in the world. No, and when I think of the greatest Ring of Honor world champions of all time, uh, even though Jay's had two reigns, and who knows by the time he's done how long it'll be, I, I don't think of Jay Lethal, uh, you know, up there as one of the greatest Ring of Honor. I think of Adam Cole. Because he held the belt three different times. I think of Jay Briscoe's crazy run. You know, for more modern champions. Then you can go back even further. You know, Steen and Richards, he had really great runs. Roderick had the belt twice. Uh, Aries had the belt twice. I, my favorite run to this day is still Brian Danielson. Okay, uh, his run was amazing. Nigel's run was amazing, too. Nigel McGinnis and Brian Danielson. Their, their runs were... Uh, in my opinion, you know, and obviously a lot of people can say Samoa Joe, too. 
Samoa Joe had a dominant run, but I just, uh, I love Danielson. You know, he started out as a face, then he turned to heel. You know, and he was defending the belt twice a night for a while. I just thought, uh, you know, the quality of, of matches he had during his run was just amazing. And, and the people that he defended the belt against, uh, you know, just amazing. You know, Samoa Joe, Austin Aries, Kenta, Nigel McGinnis, uh, Roderick Strong, you know, Samoa Japan. Joe actually has the uh, longest reign. He had it for 645 days. Yep. That's ridiculous. And I would say he's deserving of that. He is a fantastic wrestler. I'm a huge Samoa Joe fan and always have been. Uh, I am too, but WWE doesn't know how to book him. Oh, they, no. They, no, they look absolutely. Like they look like they're going to do it right. And then they just followed up. They just followed up and followed up. Uh, I did like his AJ Styles feud. That was one of the best written um, programs this year, or last year, for sure. I agree, but they should have given him the belt. Yeah. Yep, they should have given him the belt. I agree with you. But now what's he doing? Jeff Hardy? Who gives a fuck? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with the AJ thing. They should have given him the belt. Or they should make him a face now and have him and Danielson go at it. Because they've had great matches in the past. Oh, yeah. I mean, great matches. I call him Brian Danielson because it's too hard for me to call him Daniel Bryan. Because he was my American Dragon long before he was Daniel Bryan. So, to me, he's always Brian Danielson. If you, don't know, if you don't know who Brian Danielson is, then, then turn your WWE back on. Put your foam finger on and maybe Hulk Hogan will come out later. But Pop for the me. rock. Yeah. <laughs> that's just me because, uh, you know. I was always a huge Brian Danielson fan. I was at the first Ring of Honor show. Oh, really? Oh, yep. Yep, the three-way. Low-key, Christopher Daniels, Brian Danielson, Eddie Guerrero was on the show. Yep. Yeah, I used to go to a lot of shows back in the day. I did a lot of CZW shows early on, early 99, 2001s. I was was, that, 50- the, was that the 60-minute Iron Man match? No. The 60-minute okay. Iron Man match was for the title. That was Loki, Spanky, Doug Williams, and uh, Christopher Daniels. Yep. Okay. I wasn't at that show. I almost went to that show, but I wasn't at that one. No, that was for the uh, for the belt. Amazing match, too. I, I had it. But uh, amazing, amazing match. No, the very first one was The Era of Honor Begins. And uh, it was a three-way with uh, amazing three-way, too. If you haven't watched it, I, I suggest going back and watching it with Daniels, Danielson, uh, Loki, and Christopher Daniels. And then the very next show, they did a round-robin challenge where the three of them all had singles matches against each other. You know, that was how, uh, yeah, that's how, it, how it ran. It's amazing to think how, how, how long Ring of Honor has been going now, too. You know, how many stars put out. But yeah, that first Ring of Honor card... Um, you know, I'm going back to think of it. You know, they went about 20 minutes. Loki ended up winning. Then Super Crazy actually beat Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Spanky and Michael Shane were in a tag match with a couple of Texas guys. I want to say Oz. I think a Kialoa. Uh, Prince Nana had a little shit. They had a crazy uh, ultimate uh, air elimination aerial match with Mikey Whipwreck as a ref with a bunch of his students. It was like Quiet Storm, Brian XL, and Chris Devine. Uh, the SATs and Amazing Red. The Boogie Knights beat the uh, Natural Born Sinners by DQ. Natural Born Sinners were a team with Homicide and Boogaloo. 
don't know if you remember mm-hmm. them or not. There's a really good match with Amazing Red and Jay Briscoe. Uh, Xavier beat the Black Nature Boys, Good Andrews. You think the opener? Yeah, the opener was a squash match. My memory's pretty good. It was a squash. It was the Hit Squad against the Christopher Street Connection. So yeah, a lot of old names that you don't see in Ring of Honor much anymore. No, but an amazing, amazing card. Especially thinking of the first event for ROH and seeing some of the talent that they put on that card is amazing. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. If Loki wasn't such an idiot, he'd be in the WWE too. Or he'd be in Ring of Honor or he'd be in Impact. He's just so hard to work with. Yeah. You know, he's an and that's a shame because I loved him. I oh, I yeah. still do love him, but I've heard oh, yeah. the stories. Um, yeah. yeah. Look at GCW, how he tried to fuck them over. You know, Bloodsport. Yeah, I love uh, I love him and Danielson's matches. I love their uh, their Super 8 final match for, for ECWA. It was amazing where Loki beat him. In the same year, they had they went to the final of the King Indies tournament in California, and Danielson beat him. Those two matches right there were just amazing. Amazing, amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. The two of them were, were gold in the ring against one another. You know, you couldn't, couldn't go wrong. Couldn't go wrong. Well, you could go wrong, but... <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, let me just pull up my thing here real quick. So we're like we're summing up Ring of Honor. Um, who do you think takes the Ring of Honor title next? Let me hear your thoughts on that first, because I I have a couple. Okay. Um, if Zack Saber Jr. comes back and competes more, I could see him putting it on him. He's really over with folks, but he's so busy in Japan and everywhere else, too. That would be hard to say. Um, besides him, man, it's hard to say besides him because there's, there's a lot of newer guys. That just, they're just not ready yet, though. Um, I really don't want him to put it back on Dalton Castle. I'm not a huge Dalton Castle fan, either. He's good in the ring. I'm just not a monstrous Dalton Castle fan. Um, I'd like to see it go on Marty Skrull, but I just have a feeling when his contract goes up, he's going to leave Ring of Honor, too. You know, I, I got a feeling he might go also. I'd like to see Marty's girl. Uh, Jeff Cobb would be one I think would be amazing. Uh, you know, him winning it with a TV title. I could see him in the middle of the ring holding up both belts. Your thoughts? I can I can see that. Um, it's just so, it's such an interesting time period right now because we have so much with, um, you know, all these companies coming in. So it's really hard to point out a specific individual. Um, Flip Gordon, I could definitely see. He's done some great programs the last couple that I've caught. Um, yeah, they're high on him, too. I don't think he's ready to be champion, but you could be right there because they're very high on him. And I can I can see Jeff Cobb... Um, I actually see Flip Gordon a little bit higher than I do Jeff Cobb, but a lot of it's also going to depend on what happens with these other companies. Like we got Cody leaving, obviously. Um, you know, we've got the uh, excuse me, Young Bucks have left, which doesn't really pertain too much to the heavyweight belt, but um, 
I don't see them thinking back on it. I don't see them holding the television and the world championship in the same person. Um, well, he so had to I give it up, but I could see him. I could see him winning it and holding both belts in the air. I'm sure they'd make him give up a TV title. Okay, I, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, okay. Then basically, what you can do is run a tournament. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, at the end of the day, too, I could see Silas Young do, being a crazy heel champion for a little while. Okay, yeah, absolutely. And one other thing, um, he's kind of been, not a lot of people are huge on him, but I, for whatever reason, have been. Uh, Juice Robinson. I don't see him being the next, you know, heavyweight champion, but I do see him. Uh, he's done a ton. He's been in a ton of different companies, and I can see him with a title here in the near future. Yeah, he just started that new faction, too. And, and you know, he's a big name in Japan, so I agree with you. I agree. It's definitely not something that's uh, beyond the spectrum. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little thing with you right now. Um mm-hmm. I've got the. I pulled up the Pro Wrestling Illustrated 500 for this year. I'm just going to scroll through a few names. If they're not, if they're not in AEW or signed to a contract or Ring of Honor or WWE, I'm going to. I'm going to pull a name out and just kind of. I want to see where you think they're going to end up. Okay. Then I'll tell you what I. I think uh, Naito's contract is up soon. Where do you think Naito ends up? I see him in AEW. Yeah, yeah. It. I don't. I don't see him in the WWE at this point in time. Um, I guess I have to think for him. I. I think New Japan. I think it, if they lose him, it'll hurt. Um, they still got people, but it'll hurt. Um, I could see him in AEW too. I mean, at the end of the day, I could see him in in, in WWE too, though. I could mm-hmm. see him in NXT doing his gimmick. I'm kind of kind of in the middle with him. All right, let's see. Will Osprey. I actually I do see him going to WWE. Um, I wouldn't. The only reason I say that is because um, his connection with Ricochet back uh-huh. in I think it was 2017 or 16. I can see him being brought up in the same way that he was. Um, I think if you put him in 205 Live with... um, I think that's a great show. I think that can sell majorly. And 205 needs an injection of new talent. Okay. Uh, Kevin Owens' contract is up this year, too. I can see him going back to ROH. I, I think he re-signs with WWE. I think he probably will for the money. Uh, but he's also got a strong connection with the Bucks, too, uh, from all the time together in Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. Uh, they're always in factions. It wouldn't blow my mind to see him in AEW. But It wouldn't blow mine either. And, I mean, Chris Jericho came out and straight said on a recent interview that AEW is paying more than WWE for talent right now. So if it comes down to money, I think it will be an AEW. Pentagon Jr. 
wherever the hell he wants. <laughs> that it's down to his decision. He's amazing enough of a wrestler. I think he'll probably go to AEW because I think he complements more with their roster. Um, but he's one that he can just go wherever the hell he wants. He's well. He was linked to going back to WWE a while ago. Here, here's my thing with him: is he's one of my favorite wrestlers. But if he goes to WWE, they're gonna fuck up his gimmick. They're probably not gonna let him wrestle with Pentagon. They're probably mm-hmm. not gonna let him be as evil as he is. So please don't go to WWE because that that concerns me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, and I think for the first time since, you know, the late 90s with that, or even maybe mid-90s, that WWE may not be the top company to look at when it comes to wrestling anymore. Well, they are right now, but soon enough, they've got competition. You know, they've got competition, and people's eyes are open. How about Nick Aldis, the NWA world champion? I don't, I'm not too familiar with his work. No? No, I'm not. He used to be Brutus Magnus in Impact. Okay. I don't, maybe, maybe he pops up in NXT. Maybe because he's married to Mickey James. But at the same time, too, I could see him maybe showing up in AEW. Because him and Cody just had that feud for the NWA title where Cody beat him at All In. And then he, you know, he went back about a month later and dropped the belt back to Aldis at the NWA uh, 70th anniversary show. So he's kind of got ties both ways. He's got a good look. I definitely could see him in NXT or even WWE. He's definitely chiseled. He's solid in the ring. Yeah, I, I think... I don't want to see him if he goes into AEW. I don't I want him to be mid-card. Uh he's he's been around for so long, so it's so hard to say that he has more work that he can do, but he's solid, but he's not he's not the absolute best and I think that he can be a predator performer. Okay. Phoenix I think Phoenix kicks it around in the Indies for a little bit longer, honestly. I think he's one of the top, he'll be one of the top guys in the independent circuits, and I don't see him going to a major promotion, a top four promotion at this moment. I think he stays with his brother. You know him and Pentagon are brothers in real life, right? I did not. They are. They're a tag team and they're actual brothers. Um, Yeah, I see him staying with his brother. Uh, if your brother goes AEW, I should see Phoenix going. Uh, the mo- I mean, they do wrestle separate sometimes now, but even most of their cards, they're booked on the same cards. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, being their family and, and being that Pentagon is, is learning his English a little bit better, but Ray Phoenix has much better English, I, I kind of mm-hmm. see them sticking together. Yeah, I, I could see that. I didn't know that they were related, so. Yep, yep. Uh, Travis Banks. What promotion is he currently uh, mostly sitting in? Uh, Progress. Progress. He was was a Progress champion for a while. He's from New Zealand. He does a lot of stuff in uh, Fight Club Pro, Progress. He's part of the Calamari Catch Club. 
Okay. I, I can see him actually... Let's give TNA some love. I think he could go there, and I think he would be top five talent there. Mm-hmm. I think TNA w- isn't the death sentence that it used to be. Right, right. I think he'd go WWE because he's done stuff, stuff for, for WWE UK over there. He hasn't signed yet, but he's done some mm-hmm. stuff for them. So I could kind of see him going uh, WWE because now they have an option. They don't have to come over here. They could stay working over in the UK for him. And WWE is working on starting WWE Germany right now, too. So, I can, yeah, I can, that's definitely a possibility there. Alberto El Patron. Trash. <laughs> yeah, he's I not even... go die in a ditch. It's a shame, too, because he was a good talent. Uh, he had some good matches in WWE. He's just an idiot. Um, yeah, he's not even selling out Mexican indie cars right now. He's not wrestling for AAA or for uh, or for the other promotion there in Mexico for CMLL. He's doing these indie shows that aren't even selling out in Puerto Rico and Mexico. Yeah, I don't My favorite him. memory of El Patron is him getting high kicked by Mirko Krokop. <laughs> he got fucking knocked out dead. <laughs> The fucking mask on. Wow. That was fucking crazy. That was one of the craziest kicks. Holy fuck. Looked like he just killed him. I think he shit himself. Oh, my God. That was a brutal head kick. Absolutely. Fucking brutal. Yeah, he's burned a lot of bridges. I don't see WWE bringing him back. You never know. I doubt it. Um, AEW, Jeff Jarrett's doing some stuff with them. So I'm pretty sure after his impact fiasco, they're not going to bring him in there. He's just oh, too no. much trouble. Plus, he's getting up in age, so it just doesn't. Uh, I don't see a reward. In it. How about um, Dex Dex Slager Slater? You know what I'm talking about? No, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, he was in WWE for a year. What the hell was his name? Jack Swagger. Oh, okay, Jack Swagger. That's with a Jake Hager now, but yeah, Jack Swagger. Yeah, he held the heavyweight championship for a while. Um, I heard he's going to MMA. Is that still... He's trying to deal with Bellator, but he's still wrestling. He was the Lucha Underground champion. Uh, if he wants to stay with Bellator, I feel like TNA is his best option. Um, they've worked in the past when they had Bobby Lashley on both. Um, we'll see about AEW and how they are with um, you know talent taking other... Um, agreements, but it, I don't think he's going to the WWE and then also going to be with Bellator. Okay. Oh, Moose. I see him. I see him as a an AEW. Yeah, I'm not a big Moose fan. And neither am I. Yeah. I but think I think there's a market for him. There might be. I don't know. I think he's the shits as a heel. I think he's a terrible fucking heel. <laughs> he was better as a face. At least he could do his little fist pump then and his little elbow thing like a trucker and get the fans going. But I think he's just a horrible heel. I'm so sick of him and Eddie Edwards. This yeah. stupid, ridiculous feud. I mean, uh, Eddie and Eddie and Sammy Cohane's crazy food before that. Yeah. But uh, how about Sammy Cohane? 
Uh, I think he stays where he's at. I think he's he's created that niche in TNA, and I feel like he's happy there. Um, I don't feel like he's going to go anywhere where he's watered down, uh, shot at the WWE. Yeah, well, he's he's all over too. He runs Pro Wrestling Revolver. He books for Rockstar Pro. He was in Lucha Underground. He wrestles in the Mexican Indies. He wrestles in Pro. So yeah, he can make a good money still wrestling all these little promotions that are out there. But mm-hmm. having to go to, uh, I'd like to see him in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I'd like to see him in Ring of Honor because they need somebody. He, uh, I'd like to see him come out in Ring of Honor and. Just beat the shit out of people. He's an MLW too, so do you watch MLW mm-hmm. at all? I catch it every now and then, but it's not something that I deeply follow. Yeah, I kind of dig it. I don't catch it as much as I'd like to, but I, I, I dig it. I, I like some of the guys that promote people that are in the promotion. Um, I, I think they put on some cool matches. I thought La Parca and PCO was a fucking amazing car wreck. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely awesome to see uh, two of them. Jisuke Sekimoto, the Big Japan Strong Style Champion. Do you think there's any chance of him coming over here? Not currently. Um, I, 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 I love Strong Style Wrestling. I don't think it's huge here yet. Um, you know, I know we have Nakamura. And there's... There's a couple of others, but I just don't think it's huge yet. And I think I think he needs to stay where he's at for now. Um, let's you know, let these companies evolve and let's see what they do. Well, because I don't want him. It's so hard to suggest a strong style wrestler to come into America because there's such a big risk of them getting watered down. Right. You know, if he was going to move, he'd have to do it now, I think, because he's in his 40s. And he's oh, wow. I didn't know he was that old. Oh, yeah, he just had his 20th anniversary last year. Uh, I mean, you know, both did it. So uh, yeah. he, he's had wrestles a lot of hard, hard matches between All Japan, Zero One, yeah. and Big Japan. So, yeah, if he was going to come, I'd say he'd have to come now. I don't think five years down the road, you know what I mean? Yeah, here and that. Oh, by all means, come on, buddy. Get your time in the sunset. Let's go. <laughs> I'd like to see him and uh, Yuji Okabashi, the Big Japan Strong Tag Team, who just won the uh, All Japan World Titles. I'd love to see them come over as a tag team. They're brutes. I'd love to see them come over like AEW. How about Brian Cage? Brian Cage I'm not too familiar with. In fact, Brian Cage, big, giant, strong guy, can do moonsaults. Lucha oh, yeah, 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 okay. Um, I can see him going to the WWE. Um, just being a big athletic guy, kind of in the vein almost of when uh, Brock Lesnar first came in, I can see it. Well, he was... I ho- I, Go ahead. I hope they book him right. And that's my main worry. And that's my main worry for anybody coming in the WWE right now is that they're booked right. Yeah, he was in their feeder system years ago. Um, and he's obviously a Los Angeles guy. He did a lot of stuff with Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Um, I could see him staying in Impact. Or I could see him going to AEW before WWE. Only because he's got a relationship with the Bucks. Um, 
he already tried that road with WWE. Um, he's doing pretty well in the Indies. I could just see him kind of sticking around there and maybe not having to go WWE. Right, yeah. It, it's it's such a weird because it used to be that you were in the WWE or you were in, you know, it was basically nothing. You were getting paid $5 and a hot dog as the Jim Cornette line goes. But it's so, so weirdly different now. And it's so much great. It's so much better for the talent. And that's who I'm really happy for. Um, what do you think AEW has to do uh, to be successful? They've got to figure out their market. Because WWE is always going to have your casual fan that just tunes in for the soap opera of, you know, their writing. Then you have, like, a New Japan that's pretty much purely athleticism, showmanship, and things of that matter. They need to figure out what they're going to be and stick to that. You can't have one week be an overdramatic soap opera and then the next just be absolutely technical, proficient wrestling because TNA had that problem back in the start. So for them to be successful, they just got to figure out who they are and they need to cater to that. Still there with me, Mike? Yeah. One, two, three. Yeah, I, uh, I think uh, AEW basically, uh, you know, they have to build their talent up and whatnot and, and kind of get into that pool of things that WWE wouldn't do. So that's going to be it for our, our first show. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about our, our top five pride matches. Um, you know, I told everyone where you can see me, catch me at Deathmatch Cult. Uh, Will Michaels at Deathmatch Cult on uh, Twitter. I'm on Instagram also. Uh, you, this is a Wrestling Cult Network uh, production. So if you go to the Anchor page and you look up Wrestling Cult, uh, this show will be on there along with uh, History of FMW, Kawasaki Dreaming, Deathmatch Radio News, uh, Bucky's No Diaries, uh, the 420 Heavy Metal Wrestling Podcast. Um, where can we find you at, Dakota? Uh, the only place you can find me is on Facebook. I'm part of the Deathmatch Cult. Uh, it's an admin team. You can find me on there, Dakota Michael Harris. Feel free to message me for anything you need. Uh, I was very gracious to be on your first uh, Combat Cult podcast, and I uh, love it. Look forward to doing it again. Oh, absolutely. We'll get you on here again soon. Uh, and uh, I thank you for coming on, and uh, have a good day, and thanks for everyone that listened. And thanks, everyone. Stop recording.